right, Sean, let's, let's go ahead and tie up our capes. I got that aerodynamics with our capes. What do you say about calls? That was a close call. Glad we figured it out, though. We're going to be talking about capes, cows, and close calls. Capes, cows, and close calls. That's the one we got. That's it. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Capes, Cows, and Close Calls. My name is Nick. With me always is my co-host, Sean, the Irishman King. What's up, everybody? Sean, we have a very special guest tonight. Yes, we do. Someone you you follow for a while now. Yep. We're big fans of. You want to go ahead and introduce our special guest? Yep, we got G.I. Joel on the line with us here today. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's our pleasure for sure. I was uh, I was excited when I reached out and you said you would like to do it. I was I, we were both super pumped. Super pumped, man. I was like, dude, awesome. That told me you followed him, and I was like, man, reach out to him see if he wants to be on the on the on an episode. And you responded. Well, I'm I'm very flattered. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Just a, appreciate you being here. Of course, of course. Thank you for having. Me. I'm I'm very flattered. Uh, always always down to have a chance to talk comic books and, and general nerd culture stuff with someone. So. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, so yeah, man, we just got a few questions for you. We want to get to know you a little yeah. bit. Um, and then obviously we're going to talk some comic book stuff while we're here. Of course. Right? And then, uh, so one of the big things of our show, the reason the, the close calls part of the, the title is every episode we try, uh, we try to do like what we call the close call, which is we, we try to debate something, right? So that there's been a number of things, but we try to do a little bit of debate at the end. So we'll get to the close call section and we have a few questions for you. And hopefully we can have some, uh, you know, some real interesting conversation here. I'd imagine so. So Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> Uh, a couple other things. So I, I'm the resident, or I like to call myself the resident <laughs> expert here. Right? Uh, uh-huh. I'm our DC expert. That's really just nice. our way of saying that I like Marvel more and he likes DC more. It's a very close, yeah, yeah, like, sure. <laughs> like they're right yeah, neck and neck. Close. I just, I was just slightly more into DC and he was just slightly more into Marvel when we started. Nice. And I feel like, I feel like it evened out even more so as we went along in this podcast. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, if anything, you're, you're way more of an expert on these things than, than we are. So we're going to be looking at you for a while. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna finally the illusion that we are experts on comic books is probably gonna go away in this episode because you're probably gonna school us on quite a few things <laughs> i don't know about that i i i uh, I, I like to read a lot of comics um but yeah no i appreciate that i'm, I'm <laughs> i love both i would say pretty equally personally probably like how y'all are i don't know if i lead more one way or the other with them yeah um, i mean we uh depends on what i've been reading more we ended up doing it because we do a, a good chunk of versus episodes and that's how we decide mm-hmm. like who's going to talk about what. So I always do DC characters. Oh, I gotcha. He always does the Marvel characters. Even when we do like countdowns, like we've done strongest character, we've done smartest character, we've done fastest mm-hmm. character. And then I'll take five or t- between five and 10 DC and Nick will take five and 10 Marvel and we just go at it. Oh, if you nice. the other one knows that's, you know, if one of us knows that we're wrong, we're still trying to make an argument to try to prove our case. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, but I want to. Exactly. Can you just tell our listeners a, a little bit? I mean, I know because I looked up after and I follow you, but tell us the listeners a little bit uh, about yourself. Yeah, so um, you know, on social media, I am uh, the GI Joel. Um, I have been reading and collecting comic books since the mid '90s um, when I was you know, eight, nine years old. I probably started reading. 
um, comic books and started with comic strips actually in the newspaper uh, was kind of where I, I first started getting into the, uh, the medium, if you would. Um, but yeah, I read comics all through high school and, um, you know, I was in the military. I would read comics. I didn't really collect as much at that point. Um, and then about two years ago, I got back into like collecting, storing single issues, things like that. Um, and then earlier this year, um, of 2021 in January, I actually left my full-time job. I was working at a, a large national bank. Uh, you know, I was a, a salesperson at a large national bank and, I uh, worked there for a little bit over three years um, and then decided I didn't really, wasn't really passionate about it, didn't really love what I was doing, didn't really enjoy going to work every day. Um, so I, I left that job uh, to pursue my dream of owning a comic book shop. So I have been doing that for the last, you know, seven months or so, um, you know, trying to build the social media and, and try to get the word out and everything. So I've been doing it full time since January. And uh, yeah, awesome. I've been loving every minute of it. It's been an amazing that's, adventure. Dude, much, that's inspirational. Yeah, much respect to you, man. <laughs> you quit your full time job to open a comic book shop. That's not living the dream. Yeah. Like, I don't. I don't know what it is, man. That's. <laughs> I wanna. That's insane, bro. I wanna ask you more questions about that. We'll get into it a little bit, but I, I yeah. wanna start out. What was the thing, the the character, the the show, the first comic? Like, what was the one that like got you like? hooked like like into it was it like straight up just the strips from the newspaper or like like for me mm -hmm. for example batman the animated series uh i'll say mine was two-pronged and i had older brothers that were collecting so batman the animated yeah. series and my brother's collecting so me like sneaking into their stash and stealing their comic books so i could nice. read them myself was the two things that yeah. got me into comics what, what was your thing so mine was probably a bit of a two-pronged thing, too. Um, it definitely started with actually the Peanuts gang, you know, Charlie Brown. Okay. Um, I actually, I even have one, I have like a big collector's edition of it right here. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I just bought that the other day. So I'm still a lifelong Peanuts fan. Um, so that is what really got me started. I would buy um, like the collected editions or like the graphic, the trades, if you would, of, of Peanuts at the Scholastic Book Fair and everything. Um, that, and then the Spider-Man animated series, uh, was actually okay. kind of what the two yeah. things that got me hooked. So I'm a lifelong Spider-Man fan. Um, so those two kind of things, reading the comic strips, starting with that, and then getting more into the superhero stuff with Spider-Man. That's where you got the, the characters of behind you, right? Those are from the, uh, the Spider-Man yes. animated series. That's well, awesome. Yeah, this is, uh, the, the Marvel Legends relaunch that they've been doing over okay. the last year or so, but awesome. it's the same stylistic and that's why I'm collecting the whole wave is because, uh, you know, that's my childhood right here on these boxes. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's great. Uh, so, um, you, uh, been doing this for the last couple of months, right? And you've been on, mm -hmm. I know you've been on TikTok cause I've been following you there. Uh, what other social media have you been using? Yeah, I, uh, post on Instagram, Facebook. Um, I have a YouTube channel, but I haven't really been active on it. I'm trying to find, you know, I'm my, during the day, I'm a stay at home dad. So obviously being a parent takes up a large amount of my time and everything. Um, so trying to find more time to, to start yeah. making more full length, yeah. longer form content. Um, but yeah, you know, I post on TikTok regularly, same thing with across Instagram, Facebook. Um, those are the main places that I focus on TikTok, of course, being the one that I probably spend the majority of my time and energy on. Um, and then I also, you know, I have my businesses, social media, my store has its own social media account. So it's, it's kind of just doubling up on all that. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. How, uh, how often yeah. are you posting? 
I'm a, a bit of a marketing uh, person myself. So this stuff like is my other no, end of super you. interest. No, I got you. I got you. So on my um, personal page, I try to post, you know, the GI Joel page three to five times a day, um, kind of depending. Um, and then on the GTX comics, which that's the name of my store is GTX comics. Um, I try to post on there as regularly as I can. Um, you know, I mainly on there, I just post videos of packaging orders for people. Um, so folks go order, they post a comment and then I make a video of their order being packaged for them. Um, also do just general memes and things like that on that page as well. Uh, and on that one, I'm usually posting, you know, once a day at least, uh, throughout the week and then try to ramp it up when I have multiple videos to get through. So, um, but I use both of them kind of in a two pronged approach. Huh. Where did the GI Joe come from? I mean, you say you guys just start your big thing was peanuts and Spider-Man. Yeah. Are you a big GI Joe fan too? Like where did that come from? So the GI Joe thing is actually more recent. Um, when I kind of started getting back into collecting single issues. So I'm a, a veteran as well. Um, I was in the uh, Navy for eight years. Uh, and then when I left the military, Thanks for serving. I started kind of, it's thank, awesome. you. I, I, yeah. thank you for your support. Um, I started uh, kind of getting back into, you know, more heavily back into comics and everything. Uh, and then I kind of just started, you know, I remember the GI Joe cartoons growing up and I've seen the movies with Channing Tatum and stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I've never really got, you know, as, as great as those movies, right? <laughs> um, uh, so, I, you know, I kind of just from there and then I started reading the original G.I. Joe run from Marvel that started in 1982 um, and I just kind of fell in love with it and really connected with me with my, you know, history in the military. Um, Larry Hama, the main writer behind G.I. Joe, is a veteran, so he really understands the mentality and the culture and everything. Um, so it kind of just it helped me transition out of the military into like being a civilian, I guess is kind of where it came in and I've loved it ever since. So, yeah, that's one of the amazing things about comics, right? It, people, I know a lot of people often think when they think of comic books, they think it's, it's only just superheroes, right? It's only the Superman, yeah. the Batman, the Iron Man, but there's a lot of different comics out there for a lot of different things. Like you said, like the GI Joe, like you were able to relate to that on a personal level because it has yeah. more to do with military action and things like that. So, I mean, that's really cool, man. That's yeah. That's, yeah. That's a nice thing. Yeah, definitely. So, um, can you, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your, your online store? So like, like how, cause you don't have a physical yeah. location, right? It's just an e-commerce, right? Not yet. Are you trying yeah, right now? Just, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the name of my store is GTX comics, uh, which stands for Georgetown, Texas, which is where I'm from. Um, you know, right now the whole reason that I left my job was to kind of push it to becoming a brick and mortar location. That is the end goal. Uh, for myself uh, is to eventually get to there. And that's why I started documenting on TikTok was actually, um, I was doing, uh, you know, daily updates and to the journey and kind of like what I've been doing and everything. And it's kind of just evolved from there into just being more general content type stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of the overall thing is, is getting it from click, you know, online, uh, click and mortar is what I would call it, right? So have the online support of brick and mortar location is kind of the goal is to eventually get there. So okay. how's that going? Have you been finding that process difficult or? It's, it's a process, you know, it's, it's starting a business, right? It's not yeah. a, it's not a simple thing. 
Um, you know, my background, I'm not an entrepreneur or business owner by my background. I, you know, it's kind of a, a learn as you go thing. Um, so I, I'm learned a lot of lessons the first couple of months and made some mistakes, you know, learn from them and keep pushing forward. Um, but it's a process, you know, and it's, uh, it's going well. I, I think we'll, we'll get there hopefully sooner rather than later. And it, every month things just keep getting better. And I just keep, uh, you know, trust in the process as people say, and just kind of keep pushing forward and learn what I can and, and we'll get there, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. That's super cool. I want to know, so some behind the scenes things of like owning a comic book store, how do you source yeah. the comic books? Like where are you getting them from? Do you buy them in bulk from like Marvel or DC or? How yeah. Work? Yeah. So, um, there are right now, now there's three companies um, but for the longest time, there was just the one company that distributes comic books for all of the publishers, um, which is Diamond Comic Distributors. Um, essentially, you just need to get like a business license and a tax lien and every or a tax license and everything um, from your local county or state. You can set up accounts with them. Um, so I order. The majority of publishers are still with Diamond Comics Distributors, is the name of the company, um, and up until year and a half ago they had a monopoly on all comic books oh wow um and then mar or dc broke that monopoly and went to another company called lunar comic distributors or lunar distributions um and that's who i buy comics from essentially is diamond and from lunar for dc stuff um i obviously pay a discounted price because i'm buying in bulk and i'm also buying for the purpose of reselling um, so I pay a lower price and then I sell them at cover price, which is obviously the three ninety nine or four ninety nine or whatever, yeah. um, printed on the cover. Um, you know, my main goal right now is getting subscriptions. So customers with pull lists, um, if you know, set up a pull list at your local comic book shop, I offer the same service just online. Um, so that's kind of like the primary thing is, is building relationships with other collectors and getting them to trust me with their subscriptions to get their comics every month. And uh, that's kind of the whole thing, right? Is getting people to do that and selling the books and everything. So Absolutely. I get to read a lot of comics, which is pretty great too. So <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. Have you gotten into any like rare books? Have you gotten into like the rare collectibles or are you still just kind of doing like the, the, the yeah. issues or monthly issues? Or yeah, I, I do buy collections and stuff, um, post in like local marketplaces and everything and um, try to find people that have comics collecting dust in their garage. Um, I bought in one large collection, um, which has basically been supplying all of my back issues for the last uh, eight months or so when I bought it back in November or December of last year. Um, there was nothing major in it. I got doing your back issues for you. Yeah, it was a pretty massive collection. Yeah, it must have been a um, substantial collection, man. Yeah, it was about 3,000 books. Oh, wow. um, okay. Most of it late 80s, early 90s um, kind of stuff. Um, you know, there were a couple of big things. New Mutants 98 was in there. Um, Uncanny X-Men 344, you know, First Gambit, First Deadpool. A um, couple other, you know, not nothing huge. A lot of stuff that's fairly common because during that time period of the late 80s, early 90s was kind of a comic book boom. Right. And they really printed a lot of stuff. So a lot of it is fairly common. But uh, yeah, had some good stuff in there. Um, you know, I, I go to uh, try to go to flea markets or garage sales. And I do that as well when I can find time to do it. Um, you know, or when there's one nearby and try to see if I can find toys or comics or something to, to 
you know, kind of flip or things worth getting graded even. So um, I do that as well, but it's, that's a much longer and slower process. Right. You know, it's harder to find some of those diamonds in the rough, if you would. Yeah. Are you selling toys and other merch on your site as well? Um, if I find like a collectible toy, I, I do, um, I do offer toys and everything like that. Now I recently added a new, um, service where people can order basically anything that is available to me. I've now made it available to my customers, uh, partnered with a company that helps manage my pool list as well. Um, I use their software for quite a few things. Um, but essentially you can go onto the store and anything that is available to me, which can be stuff from Hasbro, Funko, um, you know, the different publishing houses and everything uh, is now available to all my customers to uh, order special order stuff, essentially. Cool. Good stuff, man. I gotta, I gotta admit, I I don't, I think I know what a pull list is. Can one of you guys explain pull list? Pull list is like, so if you go into a local comic book store, so say, for example, you want to, to subscribe to, like, the latest Batman series, right? Okay. You can do that like, physically still. Like, instead of just digitally, you can subscribe. So every new issue just will come. Automatically pull it aside for you. Okay. And you can do, like, a number of them, right? So it could be, like, the Batman, yeah. the current Batman series, the current Superman, Spider-Man, and you have a full list. So every time that book comes out, they grab it. They automatically grab it for you. Okay. You're just like, I'm here to pick up my books now. Am I right? Yeah, essentially, um, you know, people subscribe to different titles, um, you know, what it, whatever it is. Uh, and then I know as long as it's in advance. So all comic books are usually ordered um, three months to three weeks in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the end of this month, was it August, you're ordering for things coming out in November. Um, at least the, the poolist customers are. And then that's also where I get my initial orders from. Uh, and then the, then there's weekly cutoffs for the next three weeks. So to what day is it? Friday? It's Wednesday. So this Sunday is what's called the final order cutoff. And that's the cutoff for everything coming out three weeks from next Wednesday. Uh, so it's, it's kind of a, a learning curve with that part. Um, letting people know like when these cutoffs are happening and everything, um, I can still order stuff after the fact, which must they comics are like a print on demand, if you would, um, type of thing. So they do print extras sometimes, but usually not a whole bunch. Um, but yeah, so it's usually, you know, order, you have to order everything in advance or pre-order everything. And that's what the pool list is for is essentially saying, I'm always going to pre-order you know, Batman, I'm always going to pre-order Amazing Spider-Man or I'm always going to pre-order whatever series uh, I want to subscribe to it and I want to ensure that I get it. Yeah, cool. What's the rarest comic book you've come across? The rarest comic book I've come across. I mean, I, I did come across some books that I thought I would never own. I've owned multiple copies of. Um Amazing Spider-Man 361, First Appearance of Carnage. I've owned that book four or five times now, which has been pretty cool to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, this is when I first got into to single-issue collecting. There's so many books. I was like, oh, how am I ever going to own a copy of, so of She-Hulk number one? You know, And I've owned probably five copies of She-Hulk number one. Um, I mean, not owned. Like I had them at one point and I oh, sold yeah. them. So. Yeah. Do you find yeah, I don't get hard? to keep them. Yeah, sometimes you're like, ah, oh, I really want to keep this. Yeah, <laughs> it it happens fairly often. Um, 
So uh, have a U pod. Like this one's for me. Right, this one's for me. This was, but it's kind of like uh, that scene in um, uh, Infinity War where Red Skull is like, "I lead others to a treasure that I can't possess." You know, Uh, I kind of feel like that sometimes. I'm like, "Oh, I wish I could own this, but it is not mine to own. I got to get rid of it." Um, Beautiful reference you just. I know. Thank you. It's what it feels like. I'm like, oh, I'm just like leading everyone. Like, look at this awesome book. It, yeah. I got to look at it for like a week. You can have it now. <laughs> yeah, that would be rough. Do you do you still have like your own large physical collection, or do you find yourself yeah. like, ah, just kind of pushing these out? Yeah, I have my own collection. Um, I have like a different kind of personal criteria for what books I keep. Um, you know, I, I think of my collection as like a bit of more of a legacy type of thing. I want to be able to give it to my kids um, okay. when they get into comic books. Um, you know, so that's kind of like what I, if it's a story, it's not something that's going to be super valuable or a key issue that might become worth something later on down the road. Uh, you know, if it's a book that I really enjoyed reading, yeah. um, I'll hold on to it. Um, so that's the, I do have my own, Decent personal size collection that what's, what's throws every week. I do, you know, read my own comics. So, yeah. What's your prized possession in your collection right now? Um, I do have a pretty decent chunk of the original GI Joe run. Oh, um, nice. I have most when of the big issues. I have. Nineteen eighty two was when the first issue came out. Okay. Um, so I have issue number one of that. Nice. Um, I also have the very infamous Silent Interlude issue. Um, which is the first appearance of Storm Shadow in the comics. Um, I have a couple other, you know, most of the first appearances from there. That's probably the part of my collection that I'm, I'm most excited about is finding those. They're not, you know, usually super expensive or anything or super hard to find, but it's just finding one that's in a good quality and a decent price. I have fun. That's kind of where I get my, my joy of the hunt for my personal stuff is, is hunting for G.I. Joe. <laughs> okay. Everybody has their thing. Man. Yeah. Cool. Are those yeah. the same ones that you're, you're excited for your kids to read one day or like what in your collection are you excited oh, yeah. for your kids to read? Is it the GI Joe? I'm, ones? I'm definitely excited. Definitely the GI Joe ones. I'm excited for them to be able to read that. I'm excited for them. I mean, most of the ones that I have in there, I'm, I would look forward to the sharing that experience of, of yeah. you know, sharing those books with them is something I really look forward to. Um, cause even the ones that I've kept that aren't super collectible, if you would, in terms of potential value, they're just stories that I really cared about and I really enjoyed and I want to be able to read it with them and kind of take them on that journey with me, you know? Um, so I'm excited to share when he's old enough to read. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. How old are they now? Yeah. Uh, my son is 15 months and, uh, we're actually expecting another one in January. Congratulations. So. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. My uh, my one nephew has just gotten to that age where he'll come up to me, uh, and he'll be like, "So who could win?" And he'll pull it up with just random yeah. characters. He'll be like, "Iron Man or the Joker?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then like whatever my answer is, he wants to debate me anyways. I was like, "I think I think Iron yeah. Man's gonna take it." He's like, "But what if the Joker pours his acid from his flowers on him?" And I was like, "Well, yeah. I mean, it depends what uh, you know, Iron Man suits made up." And he goes, "Uncle Sean." It's made out of iron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's My, like I the have best. Some nephews that are starting to, they're starting to get to that age too. They want to know more about it. And um, I think one of them actually writes a comic book with his friend, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's so um, cool. But yeah, I have a couple older nephews that, and some that are even closer to my age that like to talk to me about it. Um, I have an uncle who uh, 
So another little connection to comic books with my family is when my family actually immigrated here to the U.S., um, my uncle and some of my older cousins actually kind of learned English through reading X-Men comic books. Um, specifically awesome. during the like dark Phoenix saga and everything in the, in the mid eighties. Um, but reading comic books, you know, specifically X-Men at the time um, is what helped them learn to speak English better. So wow. a little bit family connection. to comics That's as well. so cool. <laughs> comics, man. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it's a nice little connection. Yeah, man. That's super cool. I've, uh, so I've yeah. seen your video on uh, like how to like start, like how to just like, mm-hmm jump into comics and uh, just to kind of turn it on you a little bit. How did you yeah. first choose the comics to start selling? The ones that I want to sell and everything. So yeah. I go through, I'm pretty meticulous. I, I've, a big part of it is my pool list customers. Um, a lot of the time I will just but like even before up. that, like, cause you mm. started you, your pool list. I'm assuming started when you opened in January. It started, yeah, shortly after that, yeah. Okay. So at first, um, so I have a, a friend of mine who's also, he works at a comic book shop part-time. That's one of his jobs, and he's kind of been a lifelong collector as well, so it's something that we've kind of always shared within our friendship, just being fans of this stuff. Um, so him and I would kind of go through and be like, okay, what's like the hot issue that's going to be coming out? Let's try to buy some of those, or kind of just keeping my ear to the grindstone, if it were, through social media, you know, talking to other people in the comic book community, what's everyone reading right now? So what should I stock up on? And then in turn market and advertise, um, to potential customers and everything. So that was a big part of it at first was just kind of paying attention to all the different sources and paying attention to other members of the comic book community as it were, uh, and seeing what they were into and then kind of using that to, um, you know, inform my purchasing decisions kind of earlier on when I first started. Yeah. Cool. cool. So what was, cause I must've missed that one. So you did a video on like where you should start if you want to start reading comic books. Yeah. Yeah. I did a video. Um, cause I get asked a lot fairly often online on, on TikTok and everything. People will be, uh, um, Oh, how do I start reading for such and such character or how do I start so- reading? Yeah, and it's, it's, you know, people want to know, oh, how do I start reading Spider-Man, for instance? I'm like, well... That's like one of the... And there's like 16, you know, runs of Spider-Man going on. Yes, right? There's... What? How many titles does Spider-Man have right now? And like, you know, Amazing Spider-Man is even at... (laughs) Yeah, you have like... Sorry, uh, you know, we're on like the 75 issues deep into the current ASM run. Um, so people want to know, like, where do I, where do I start? Like, how do I get into it? So my advice is there's like basically three things that you can do. You can either wait for like a new number one to come out, right? A new series to start for a character and you just jump in and start reading it. Um, the second way would be to wait for a new creative team. Um, you know, when a new writer and a new artist take over a title such as, uh, Tom Taylor did with Nightwing a couple months ago and, DC had their big um, relaunch with Infinite Frontier. You know, new creative team means new story for that title, right? So you can jump in and start reading from there. Or the way that I recommend everyone is just dive in, just pick up an issue and start reading and just find the next one and go on from there. Just explore and have fun. Yeah, definitely. I've mentioned it a few times on on the podcast before, but so I wasn't like you and Sean. I actually didn't start reading comic books until I was in college. 
I started reading because when I went to college, there was a, a comic book store on our campus. And Very I cool. had, you know, the movies had really started ramping up and I was really into that. And I was just like, oh man, there's a comic book store here. So I was in there like every, every Thursday they had like uh, the back issues were like a buck, right? The ones that they just sit in the, in the long boxes, just like yeah, yeah. somewhere, right? Just the random scattered issues. They're like yeah, yeah. since each or something like that. So I'd be in there like every Thursday, just scouring through these boxes, like looking for random issues, not knowing what was going on. I pull a random one and I read it and I'm like, yeah. I don't even know what's happening in this book, but I still enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> so then I was just like, you know what? Uh, Civil War was just about to come out. And I was like, mm. I want to read that story. So I went and I bought mm-hmm. a run of Civil, the seven issues of Civil War. And then nice. I just started reading that way. So I, was, I just started buying like events, right? So like Civil mm-hmm. War, House of M, um, yeah. you know, X-Men, Schism. Uh, so I just started buying like event books like that, uh, Secret Invasion, mm-hmm. those kind of things. And I just started reading them that way. So like most of my collection now consists of just like the events. And then Civil War, I remember I went crazy because I was like, I want this one. And I want every side issue that goes with it. So, like, yeah, all the tie-ins. Yeah, yeah, Civil War, Wolverine, Civil War, Captain America, Civil War, yeah. Iron Man, Civil War, Captain Marvel, like all of them. And that's how I started Very cool. reading comic books. Yeah. And from there, it's just kind of like a, it is still overwhelming. It's just like, God, there's so many books out there. Like, what do I do? Where do I start? And then I know some just purely from just kind of being in this, you know, this culture of like comics and nerds and stuff, right? Like there's some comic books. I pretty much know the entire story and I've never read them, but just from like watching reviews and, you know, talking to people, I'm just like, I kind of know that whole story. I don't really need to read it. Like the killing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I know the the killing joke before I ever even read it. I was like, I know what happens. I know what the big twist is. Like, the debate, all that stuff. It's so worth the read, though. It's so worth the read. So worth the read. So worth the read. That's what I often tell people. Sometimes we do comic book reviews on the on the show. Uh, we do a lot of movies and TV shows. But sometimes we'll just read a comic and review it, and we'll talk about mm-hmm. it. You know, but we're like, hey, still read it. Like, don't let us tell you. Really, this is like a fraction of what yeah. really happened in this comic. Still read it. Like, there's yeah, some yeah. Good moments in comics that you're just like. Man, this is yeah. It's still even worth a read, even if you know what's going to happen in the story. So, yeah, I mean, no, I agree. I agree. Let's see what brings different people to comic books and what keeps them interested and like, you know, into it and things like that, man. So that's, I think it's really awesome that you opened a comic book store. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> it's it's been a pretty uh, pretty interesting adventure to say the least. Um, I now get to do something I love every day, right? I get to read and talk about comic books and, you know, share that with people. And I, you know, some of the best moments are, you know, especially online, people will tag me in like an unboxing of their comics. And you can just hear the excitement of like, oh, I just got this new issue in and I read it and it was so good. Like, thank you so much for this recommendation. I really enjoyed this series. And that's really, I, I, beyond everything else, I just love, being able to share, you know, the experience that you had of like digging through a box and finding an issue and getting involved into a series and, and things like that. I love being a part of that for other people. Um, Cause I love comic books, right? It's been a lifelong thing for me. And I, I love being able to kind of spark that in someone else and being like, Hey, look how awesome these books are. Like, 
you get to read this now. Like, welcome. <laughs> you know? <laughs> how, much, how often are you reading comics? Like, I know you say you read a lot of them that come through your shop. Are you so yeah. just like every day you're just flipping through comics? Basically. Books? Yeah? Yeah. I, <laughs> my, I'm my jealous. Personal reading, <laughs> my personal reading, um, I'm like on my like pool list that I keep for myself. Um, I have, I want to say 37 titles um, that I'm, I'm currently reading. Um, and then on top of that, I probably have, I mean, like just looking over here, five, six, seven, I have seven books that I'm currently reading through in order to do content on, you know, recommendations or stuff that I'm trying to sell, um, you know, selling trades and everything. Um, so yeah, I probably read, you know, 40 books a month, probably something like that. Um, I try to read every day. Sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less kind of varies, but yeah, I read a lot of comic books. <laughs> so we got to up our game. <laughs> yeah. I don't read comics nearly as much as you do, but every time I read them, I'm just like, I need to read more of these, man. It's just, it's fine in that time. You know, the thing that I've learned through the years of, of collecting and reading is the best thing to do is actually to follow creators. Um, and that's what I always tell people, you know, a lot of people, they want to read, Oh, I, I just want to read Marvel or I just want to read DC. Really the best thing to do is if you read a book that you really enjoyed, you know, whether it's the artwork or whether it's the writing is go see other stuff that that person did. Um, you know, specifically, I really personally, I, majority of my reading is actually indie comics, um, from image, IDW, the smaller publishers, right. I don't know if image really counts as indie anymore, but, um, you know, a lot of those ones, because those are creator owned titles, they don't really have the restrictions of, you know, when they, when someone goes to write for Marvel, if they want to write Daredevil, they have a Bible that they have to follow. They call it a character Bible. And the writer has to follow certain rules about Daredevil, right? And they can't deviate from that. And it has to, the story has to go a certain path. Um, but that same writer, if they do a really good job, I'll go and see, okay, well, what did they write? that they owned, what is the title that they created um, themselves and published, you know, so I'll go find those kinds of books. And that's really when you start to, I think, um, explore even more is because, you know, there's certain writers that I follow them. If they're writing something, I'm going to read it. Like it doesn't matter if it's a, uh, if it's a, you know, whatever genre it is, it's by a writer that I enjoy. I'm going to check it out. Kind of yeah. That's, that's super interesting too. I never, I never knew that, right? I mean, I kind of had an idea that these were, as you pass a character on from creator to creator, you have to kind of mm -hmm. follow a certain guideline for yes. that character, right? You don't, I mean, they, I know they vary, they add some differences, but they're not like drastically, like you said, like Daredevil can't just all of a sudden, no one can just write out that he's blind, right? I'm sure that's a part yeah. of his character Bible, right? Yeah. And I guess that's crazy to think. I mean, it makes complete sense though that there would be just kind of like these general guidelines of like, hey, yeah. you can't change X, Y, and Z about this character. Like they need to kind of, yeah. Daredevil has to be blind. He has to be Catholic. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. those kind of- This has to be the type of conflicts that he faces. Yeah. 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 That's, that's super so. interesting to think about that they would have that. Um, Cause yeah, I mean, one of my uh, one of the writers I I really enjoy reading is Brian Michael Bendis. I like a lot of his stuff. Mm. And I know you know people really praise his run on Daredevil. So just things like that. When when a, yeah. I wonder what kind of challenges they face when they they they're given that character Bible, but then they still take the character in a way that they've never been before. I'm sure that's quite yeah 
There are some that do that. You know, Ben just did that. Um, obviously, there's like the big titular, you know, marquee runs of like Swamp Thing by Alan Moore or yeah. Daredevil by Frank Miller, right? These big runs that forever change the character. Um, but, you know, I started noticing, you know, if they're a really good writer, they're able to change something in that way, right? So, like, um, you know, with Scott Snyder, when I think Scott Snyder is a great writer, he did a really good job with Batman and yeah. did some amazing things in the New 52 Batman. Um, but, you know, say for the current Batman, Tinian's a good writer, but I, you know, his Batman kind of fell flat for me, right? They're writing the same character. A lot of the beats of the story are the same, but it really just, you know, what is this person doing with this character and like, what are they exploring with them? And then that kind of informs my decision of like, okay, now I'm going to go read your indie stuff. Now I'm going to go read your creator own titles and, and your smaller books that, you know, most people maybe not noticed or something like that. So that's kind of how I inform it. You know, you kind of use those, you know what the baseline of these characters are going to be. Like how much can you really play around with that as the, the writer or the artist, right? Yeah. Um, especially the artist as well too. So. Definitely. I'm going to put you on the spot here real quick. Give me, a, give me an indie mm -hmm. title. Recommend me an indie, indie title. I don't really read indie books. I mostly read Marvel. Yeah. Um, so a great indie title right, that's running right now, there's a couple of them. Um, Seven Secrets by Tom Taylor is really great. Um, that's from Boom Studios. I definitely would recommend that for people that are like really into anime. Um, ah. Stillwater by Chip. Yeah, so that one is very anime-esque in its art style and in the writing pacing. Um, seven Secrets? Yeah, Seven Secrets. Yeah, the first trade is out, and I believe the second trade will be coming out in a month or two. Um, and then you also have um, Stillwater by Chip Zdarsky. He's actually writing Daredevil right now. Um, he's probably overall my favorite current writer. Um, well, one of my favorite current writers. Uh, but yeah, so... Is he the one that made Electra Daredevil now? Yes, yeah, he's been writing it for the last two years, so year and a half, two years, because he's on issue 34 right now. So, yeah, but he's the one who made Electra Daredevil, put Matt in jail and everything. Um, but he, what I love about his writing is, what's that? I said they love putting Matt in jail. They do. They got to they gotta put him through uh, the ringer, every, every story of, uh, <laughs> they always put that guy through the ringer. Him and, him and Spider-Man. Yeah. The two that always get dragged through the mud the most. Um, but yeah, so Still Water by Zadarsky, another really great one. Um, some other good stuff. Uh, Ed Brubaker is probably one of my favorite writers. Uh, he did the Captain America Winter Soldier storyline. He's the one yeah, who brought Bucky Barnes back and everything. Yeah, yeah, he did all that. Um, <laughs> he's probably... My favorite writer, I would say, is, is Brubaker and Sean Phillips. That's the artist that works exclusively with them. Um, their series, Reckless, is also really good. Crime noir kind of stuff, as well as Pulp, which is more of like a Western um, kind of story. But they are some of my favorite writers. And then my overall favorite title right now that I'm reading is called That Texas Blood. Um, it is incredibly good. It's... Uh, it's it's such a beautiful, amazing, and haunting. I think about it almost daily. It's so good, and <laughs> I, I look forward to reading genre? it. It's a crime noir uh, genre. It's a different. It's um, if I had to sum it up, it would be like No Country for Old Men. Gotcha. But like, 
you know, in a comic book, I guess, set in, you know, it's similar to that. It's that same kind of noir style. <clears throat> so, but it's really good. Like, I, I get goosebumps just thinking about the last couple of issues. It's so just incredible. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to take a slight twist here. Sean's going to be long. Mm-hmm. Are you an anime fan? I do watch some anime. Um, you know, I, I rewatch the ones I grew up with probably the most often. I grew up with like Yu Yu Hakusho, yeah, um, Roni Kenshin, um, Big O, um, you know, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. I haven't gotten into Super. Um, <coughs> uh, I'm, re- I'm watching Juju Kaitsen right now, um, yeah. which I'm yeah. really enjoying. Yeah. And I'm also watching Black Clover. Um, so I'm, I watch anime. I'm just like a couple of years behind. That's you know, a, always. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, you're watching some pretty good ones right now. Jujutsu Kaisen's good. I really enjoyed the first yeah. season of that. Black Clover, I do really like. I feel mm-hmm. like the animation is inconsistent and some episodes is kind of lazy in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've picked up on that. <laughs> yeah, man. They disappoint me with some of the fight sequences. It can, like, one episode, it'll be, like, incredible, and then the next one, it's just, like, were yeah. the guys off yeah. that day? What happened? Um, yeah, what happened? They all just, like, couldn't figure out. Yeah, some of yeah. it's been like that a little bit with that one. Yeah, it's, um, it's a bit up and down. But they, they, yeah. um, they canceled the anime for right now. So yeah, I saw it. it's only up to... I'm stuck for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently the manga oh, well, uh, running, I think, but I know they canceled the the anime, which is mm. crazy. But hey, it is what it is. Sean here yeah. is not a fan of anime at all. Oh, Don't hold it against me. I can't. You know what? No, it's fine. It's the repetition that I keep telling Nick, and the it's the five yeah. minutes of plot in the twenty minute episode, and everything else is yeah. repetition. I tried to get him into My Hero Academia. I don't know if you ever seen. Mm, that's a good one. It is a yeah. good one, right? And I thought superhero, yeah. <laughs> right? It'll it'll play right along. Like he, he loves the superhero stuff. He yeah. He just was not into it, man. He didn't. He didn't. Oh, I gotcha. It was brutal. Now I super brutal. <laughs> I feel like there's things that are like almost anime like. Like I, I felt mm-hmm. uh, Invincible was almost anime like, but it wasn't, and I loved Invincible. Yeah, well, you know that's uh, interesting because that's one of the things that so Robert Kirkman right wrote Invincible. He also wrote uh, The Walking Dead. Um, he also is writing Oblivion song, which is getting converted into a, which has been optioned. Basically, everything that guy touches is gold. Um, <laughs> He has a current series right now called Firepower. Uh, but that's one thing I've noticed, and I think that's why Kirkman is such a successful creator now and one of the reasons why uh, he basically saved the comic book industry with The Walking Dead, right? I mean, 10 years ago, comic books were nothing, and then he came out with The Walking Dead and totally revamped the entire industry. Um, but if you read his comics and the, just the overall pacing – and his storytelling style are very similar to anime. Um, I think anime really trusts their audience. And that's one of the things I really love about anime is they don't spend a lot of time building up to stuff. They kind of just plunge you into their world and like now you're a part of it. And Kirkman does that in his writing as well. Yeah. Um, but the overall, if you go in, if you, you know, read or watch anime, then go read a Kirkman comic book. It's, 
very similar to each other. He, he takes a lot of his pacing and his storytelling from, from that kind of style. And uh, that's one of the reasons I love Kirkman's stuff so much. Trust his audience. Yeah, man. It's, it's amazing how many, com- like, again, just how many comic books there are in so many different genres. Like, I know a lot yeah. of people who are fans of The Walking Dead and I have no idea it started as a comic book. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's yeah. crazy. But like you said, that comic really helped reinvigorate comics in a way that just yeah. wasn't present at the time. And, like, now the show is a massive hit. But yeah. there are so many people who watch the show have no idea it started in a comic book. Yeah, a lot of people do not realize. And it's a very good comic book. I always I tell people, if you love the show, good. it's better than the show, I think. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a sucker for, you know, the book's almost always better, right? Um, right. Um, but I will say for Invincible, I think the show fixes a lot of the stuff from the comic book. Um, I was just going to ask you about that. Which, yeah. which one you enjoy better? We did our Invincible review. Sean... Mm-hmm. So I I like the show more. You like, like the, the comic more. more. I like the comic book more. Mm-hmm. But it was also a matter of I started reading the comic before the show came out. So I was mm-hmm. in the comic as I was watching the show. He just stuck with I gotcha. watching the show and then tried to read the comic after. See, yeah. personally, I like the pacing of the. But comic. it's a, I read I watched episode one and then I read the comic and I read all everything that happened in season one before I watched episode two. Yeah. I had, and it was better with invincible. <laughs> I would read invincible, get ahead of the show. And then I, I haven't actually finished invincible yet. I'm still kind of working my way through it. It's yeah, an easy it's, read, but it's um, an easy read, but it is really long. Yeah, it is very long, but that's Kirkman. He writes very long stories. I mean, I think uh, walking dead is about as long as invincible. Um, yeah. But I, I think the first, um, the big book, the I forgot what they were calling it. The, the compendium of Walking yeah, Dead. The, I got uh, yeah. of Invincible. I got through the first collection. Oh, of Invincible! I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I mean, Kirkman stuff reads so well in, in omnibus style or in compendium style, just because of how well he, just the style that he writes in. But um, yeah, the I feel like the show, in terms of like where things happened in the story was better than the comic and just kind of that way of doing it. Um, they cut some stuff out that I thought they probably could have kept in. Um, but just had their order of events, I think were better in the show, in my opinion. Interesting. Uh, just yeah, in terms I, of, I felt the opposite, man. I like the, the pacing and the order of the events in the comic book a bit better. I felt like it, it built up more. It almost felt to me, the show in certain places was a bit rushed Mm. while the comic book gave me a bit more suspense, a bit more buildup. And I guess I just kind of like that a bit better. No, I get you. Like Omni-Man, I feel like in the, in the show, they almost kind of jumped right to him, just kind of being right to him. Asshole. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Didn't seem like that great of a guy while in the comic. comic, I felt like it was the opposite. Yeah. He, he (laughs) seemed like a really good dad. And then I felt like he was a bad dad in the comic and he was a better dad in the, I feel the opposite way. I disagree. I think you need to rewatch it. <laughs> it's the opposite. I think, good, I think a good example of that would be specifically, I think Mark in the comics, they spend a lot more time building him up versus how they did in the show. I think that's, I get what you're saying with thinking about it with just kind of focusing around, you know, 
the main character and everything. They definitely built him up more in the comics and took time to really explore Mark and his relationship with his mom and his relationship with his dad and all that stuff kind of built him up more in the, in the comics and in the show. So I, I get what you're saying with that. They spend a little bit more time developing. Yeah. Yeah. Did you enjoy the show overall though? Invincible? Oh yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. One of my favorite animated, one of my favorite comic adaptations in a long time. So oh, wow. it was very okay. good. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I saw the video too. I'm trying to remember what it is. So you got to remind me. You had one where you were talking. Uh, it was a bunch of the shows and you, you had to pick two and you picked, you picked Batman, you picked Batman Beyond, which I agree are awesome shows. Uh, yes, and you said that you, was a, go ahead. Go ahead. It was a DC shows. Which ones are the best DC shows? I think I just did right. that one recently. And so there's a couple DC DCs I haven't seen. Uh, I was going to ask you because like you couldn't, you couldn't, you said you couldn't get into Arrow. Yeah, I tried watching Arrow. How far did I you make it, if you remember? About halfway through the first season. Man, yeah. If, um, you, if you can't finish the first season, you're going to hate the rest of it. Yeah. So the I first tried two seasons that. are the best, and then it really oh, like, my gosh, goes yeah. down. It goes downhill. Yeah, I think it was season five. It's just... Yeah, it was weird because no. he was killing people. Like, that was... I didn't expect him. And he, uh, to, like, he stops at one point. Oh, okay. So he stopped. Like, he starts was, I, by killing everybody. Like, yeah, he failed this city. Like, he's just is, murdering people. Yeah, right. I'm like, this is weird. Like, why would Arrow do that? Arrow, I grew up with. <laughs> right. Like, this isn't Green. That's not Oliver. Like, you know, that's kind of like my thought was. Um, I always have to get myself in that seen. like headset that you got to like. This is just a different version of the character because I always. That's how I that felt about true. the Dark Knight. I didn't I like that version. <laughs> The version Sorry, <laughs> of the uh, of the Dark Knight is not my favorite version of Batman, and that's like everybody's favorite. No, I, I get that, time, but it's just like not the version I like. But anyways, you were saying about the CW shows. Yeah, so the I haven't seen. I, I same kind of thing. So I started the Flash. I'm still kind of working my way through it. It's pretty good so far. I'm liking it. I'm uh, in the first season still. The uh, I haven't seen Harley Quinn. Arrow, you know, it does the opposite. It gets better as it goes on, or. Well, it does. And then it, it plateaus. It, it, yeah, it plateaus. It plateaus. Down, but it does the opposite in the sense of Arrow started, went, went that like dark gritty route while the Flash mm-hmm. kind of kept its like comic book kind of silly. Yes. And you, yeah. you enjoy that. I don't know if you guys have the episode with King Shark yet, but. No, I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, I'll say that's far in. put Man Shark in the show and you're just kind of like, there's no way that this is going to work and it actually works. It's like, okay, cool. There's a 10 foot Very Man cool. Shark. Yeah. <laughs> the flash by his throat you know you're just like what the but it works man yeah, sometimes you gotta just go for it sometimes you, you just gotta go for the yeah. overall that's why I like for the DCEU movies specifically I love Aquaman cause they just yeah, went for they it did. you know they like they the just line. yep did comic accurate Ocean Master yeah. comic accurate Black Manta I loved it um that's yeah exactly so I haven't seen yeah yeah, <laughs> I, I, that's one of the well, things I loved about that one. They dove right into that. Right? They, like, <laughs> they did. <laughs> they dove right into it. Uh, but yeah, I haven't seen Harley Quinn. That's on my list um, after I finished. I'm the watching Titans one. right now. The animated one, yeah. I heard that one's really good. So It is. It's um, super funny. Like, if you're a Batman fan and you can laugh about the ridiculousness yeah. of it, like, you're going to love it. Yeah. I, I've, I'm waiting to watch that one. I, so I've just finished the first season of Doom Patrol. And I'm okay. working my way through the first season of Titans, um, which I'm enjoying Titans as well. But uh, and then the one that I I 
will not probably watch would be the Watchmen, but um, just I didn't watch the that history one behind. Yeah, there's like a lot of history behind the ownership rights of that that story, um, and I kind of fall with the Alan Moore side of it and everything. Uh, I'm not so gonna like, lie, I'm really not familiar. Can you can you give me like a quick breakdown of that? Yeah, so I don't know how familiar you are with Alan Moore as like a person, but he is. I mean, obviously, he's a fantastic comic book writer. Um, you know, he wrote V for Vendetta. V for Vendetta. He wrote The Watchmen. Um, you know, some of the greatest comic books ever written. Uh, but he will not take credit. So if you watch the movies, he's not mentioned in the credit sequences. Um, he will not attach his names to adaptations of his stories. He refuses to uh, because he's, you know, the tortured artist, if you would. Um, so Alan Moore basically wanted to publish The Watchmen back in 1980, whenever it came out, uh, and then never, ever, ever wanted it republished or reprinted again after that. He just, that was it. That the one 12 issues or whatever it is. I can't remember the exact issue number of Watchmen. He wanted it printed the one time and never again to come back after that. That was kind of his initial vision. Um, but I think it's like they have a one year contract on it with Warner brothers. Um, so if Warner brothers goes more than one year without either reprinting the Watchmen or creating a new using the IP, essentially the rights will revert back to Alan Moore. So every year they either offer a new printing of the Watchmen comic book or do use the IP in some way at least once a year to ensure Alan Moore does not get the rights back to his characters. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So he hates the comic book industry. He hasn't done anything in a long time because like his, he loves comic books, but he does not care for the comic book industry. Right. Um, so there's only been one project that he's ever attached his name to. And that was an episode of justice league unlimited um, where they adapted one of his comic books to the animated series. And that's the only time he's ever, you don't know, uh, you don't know which episode, name. do you? The man who has everything. It's the uh, one where Superman. Yeah. Superman's birthday. Yeah. So that is, that is, a, that a, is a good episode. That is an Alan Moore written comic book and they did a very good job adapting it to the show. And that's the only time you will ever see his name in the credits of something that he created. Ooh, I, he, shit I know I'm learning yeah. too. My gosh. Yeah. The, the Alan Moore one, a lot of people don't know about that one. Um, and so for that reason, I don't consume, I didn't know about it for a, until a couple of years ago. So like I ended up learning about it. Now I'm like, well, I've got to side with him because I love the Watchmen so much. It's such a, perfect comic book one of the two best comic books i think and ever written so i was gonna say um, it's credited by a lot of people as the the greatest graphic novel of all time i was wondering if you agree with that. yeah i would put it i mean so i think it comes down to two comics it's either the watchman or sandman by neil gaiman um they're both perfect i think i just kind of prefer neil gaiman's writing style over alan moore's Okay. Uh, so I tend to say I prefer Sandman over Watchmen, but they're both perfect in every way. So. I still got to read Watchmen, man. I mean, I feel like I really oh, have so to good. now. I haven't. It's so <laughs> good. It's it's perfect. It's, I've passed it in the comic book store numerous times, and I always look yeah. at it like, that's the greatest one of all time, apparently. I need to pick that up at some point, and I just, I just haven't, but... I, yeah, I would definitely, you know, after, depending on where you're at in your, your comic book journey, everybody needs to read uh, Watchmen, uh, The Sandman by Neil Gaiman, um, which that's a longer one. That's about 13 volumes, um, but it's uh, amazing. Um, and then Mouse as well. But, you know, Mouse is like a, 
class. That one's been inducted into the Congressional Library and all that stuff. It's about the Holocaust. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah. Some schools make it required reading even That's um, crazy. for that one. Yeah. Do you have watches so on, uh, on GTX? No, not right now. Uh, they haven't offered a new printing. It's on back order. So once they have more, I'll have more. So <laughs> some of them, it's, you know, you got to wait until they print a new copy of it or, you know, they back order it for so long, um, which happens when DC changed distribution companies. Now a bunch of the stuff is you got to wait for it to move warehouses essentially. So it takes a while, but. Gotcha. Hopefully did you, so. <laughs> um, did you read the when DC introduced Watchmen into the DC universe? They did that whole event. Doomsday Clock, that whole yeah, thing. Yeah. No, I, um, with the button. I don't. I I don't really care for Jeff Johns. Um, he's the guy who wrote that one. I don't really. Uh, I don't really care for his writing style. Uh, he also wrote Three Jokers and some of that. I'm not a huge fan okay. um, of his stuff personally, mainly because what he did to Shazam with the new 52, but that's, <laughs> that's a big part of it. But uh, I heard you kind of talking about that earlier on your, uh, on your live. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Can you dive into it? I want to hear what you don't like exactly about Shazam's like new 52. Yeah. Story. So if you go back and look at Shazam from the forties, from the fifties and even in the seventies, when they brought him back at DC and stuff, um, he's a very Billy Batson specifically. Like there's a reason he becomes Shazam. It's because he's, he's chosen to be earth's mightiest mortal, right? Because the wizard says that he is worthy of the power. Right. Um, And I think Jeff Smith does a really good job in the monster society of evil of kind of re-exploring that. I mean, Billy is a homeless child who gives food to the homeless. Like that's how good he is. Right. He is pure, right. He is innocent. He's an eight year old kid. Like he's really good. And they completely eliminated that in the Jeff Johns run. They made him this like problem child, um, you know, constantly breaking out of foster homes and stuff. And I was like, that's not Billy. Like Billy should be good. Like, and I understand that's like a modernized version of him, but like, that's a core aspect of the character that I don't think they should have done away with. I always Um, said the new 52 just kind of made everybody slightly more dick. A little bit. Yeah. It definitely for Billy is a, is a big one. Um, So I didn't really care for that change of his character. I do like, him sharing the power with his family. I thought that was a good change yeah. um, with the rest of them. Cause originally it's just him, Freddie and Mary are the three members of the Shazam family. And then his uncle Dudley, who isn't technically a member, he just wears a costume, but he doesn't have any powers. Um, so originally he basically shared it with those three or those two with Mary and Freddie. I did do like that. They added that whole thing in that and they, they changed his name. His name was captain Marvel for right. 70 years. And then they changed it to Shazam, which also did not care for that. But that was the main thing is they, they really changed the character from being, you know, a symbol of hope and a symbol of, of like everything that is good. Right. I mean, that's the thing that I think really makes Shazam and, you know, captain Marvel, the character that he is, is that he is the best of humanity, right? That's what he's supposed to be. He's the only superhero, if you really think about it, that's actually still a human, right? Wonder Woman is a god. Um, Superman is a Kryptonian. Um, You know, the Green Lanterns are connected to an alien race. But Shazam, you know, Captain Marvel is just an earthling. He's just a human, 
with all this amazing power. And that's one of the things I've always loved about him. I feel like they kind of took that away from him in New 52. So that being said, how did you feel about the movie? I liked the movie. I mean, like I, movie? you know, okay. I, yeah, I, as far as like the live action ones go, it's, it was a great movie. Um, you know, I, it is obviously very heavily adapted from the New 52 run. Right. Um, the majority of, I think it's almost a shot for shot story of the, from the New 52 um they made I, that's another one too i didn't really agree with the changes to dr shrivana um because in the comics he's a man of science he doesn't believe in magic versus in this version he's all magic based and yeah. he's the one and so the other thing too is that billy's parents originally were dead um because dr shrivana killed them right and they kind of took away that connection so dr shrivana is supposed to be like one of his main his main villain and they kind of took away that connection with him which i also did not wasn't a huge fan of, but I enjoyed the movie. I'm excited for the next one. So, <laughs> where would you uh, where would you put it with uh, let's say let's say Man of Steel, Wonder Woman one, uh, and Aquaman amongst those? Where would you put it? I would put it right after Aquaman. So Aquaman, then Shazam. Um, wow, and that's just because Aquaman, Aquaman was. One. I would say Aquaman's my number one. I just I was so hyped on that movie. Uh, and everything about it because it's just like that's a comic book movie wearing the orange and the green and comic book movie yeah and i feel like that was i think that one came out before shazam if i remember correctly and they really went for it in that movie and i'm just for that reason it is kind of like the first one to me that i feel like that really i just can't the comic accurate costumes are a big thing for me like nothing else needs to be accurate but as long as the costumes are accurate, you know, I'm, I'm happy. And that was the first one where I was like, this is beautiful. And it's so accurate. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. Cool, cool. I feel like my order is different. I'm surprised. I like it though. I like to hear like a difference of opinion on it. We rated on the DC. We did. I don't remember my order quite. Where would y'all put it? it? Where would y'all, how would y'all order those ones? Hmm. What did you say, Sean? You said Man of Steel, Aquaman, Shazam. Wonder Woman. First Wonder Woman, right? First Wonder Woman. And what was the fifth one, did you say? No, it's basically like everybody's first origin story. Oh, origin like kind all, of. Like all the origin stories. Okay. Yeah, so none of like, yeah. not Dawn of Justice or like. Yeah. Mm. Shazam would be number three. And I'm debating whether or not Aquaman or Wonder Woman would be first. I actually think I put Man of Steel first. Of course. I put I really Man like of Man Steel. Steel. I would go Aquaman. I would go Wonder Woman. Then I'd go Shazam. So you know the thing about Shazam? I felt like Shazam was a good movie about a kid getting superpowers, but I didn't feel like it was a good Shazam movie. I get that. Because he didn't have the wisdom of Solomon at all. He was still a child the whole movie. Yeah. yeah. He did not ex- exude that power. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping the next one they, they really ramp up what he's capable of. Because I think it was yeah. a good introduction to the character, right? Like you said, it's a good movie about what if a kid all of a sudden had all these powers of God, right? But not necessarily a good Shazam movie. Right. When I think of Shazam movies, I think of – so we, we love DC animated movies over here. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right? I think about the Superman Shazam movie where they both fall mm, black yeah. together, right? That was to me that was a different Shazam. That's more of the, the Shazam I think of when I think of Shazam, not necessarily what we got in the live action movie. 
Yeah, I think more of a Young Justice Shazam, to be honest with you. So still... Young Justice Shazam is a good Shazam, too. I yeah. like the Young Justice one, yeah. You like the kid version. You like, yeah. Even though he switches to Shazam, he's still the kid. Yeah, I mean, the whole Justice League didn't know except for Batman until the uh, the end of the season, where they have that episode, yeah. I don't know if you remember, where they're like, split the adults and children. Yeah. So he had the wisdom of it. Like, you could tell those kid, but he still had the wisdom of Solomon. He didn't, like, <laughs> act like a child the whole time. I'm trying to think, was it that movie or was it an episode of Justice League? I think it was an episode of Justice League where Shazam comes in and they're debating whether or not he should be a, a member of the Justice League. It's Young Justice. With Superman. When he has the fight with Superman is the Justice League cartoon. Right. Justice League Unlimited, yeah. 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 JLU, that, yeah. I yeah. like that version of Suzanne where he's just kind of like, yeah, I might be a kid, but like I'm here to do what's right. Like he has a strong yeah. sense of like, right. morals. And he sees like, like Superman is trying to destroy Lex Luthor because he's not even sure. Like he thinks he's doing something wrong, but he's not sure. And Shazam's just like, yeah. that's not how a hero should operate. Like I'm a kid. There's no way I should be telling Superman you know, how he should act. I like that version of Suzanne, where the yeah. wisdom of Solomon right. comes in and he's just kind of like, you know, like he has a strong sense of morals and like, even though he's a kid, he's like, I know I have a lot of responsibilities as a hero. And I hope that they evolve into that version of him in the next movie versus like in this movie, we kind of got more of like that young Justice Suzanne was just, he's a kid and then he's also a kid no matter what form he's in. Right. Yeah, that's actually closer to what you're saying, uh, Nick, to the original way that Shazam was written. So up until pre-Infinite Crisis, right, so before they merged all the multiverses uh, in DC back in the 80s, it used to be that when he said Shazam, he actually traded places with Captain Marvel. Ah. Like, it was a completely separate person. Um, But it's always kind of implied in the older Shazam stuff that, Essentially, it is the peak version of Billy um, through the artwork and stuff. He just looks like Billy in terms of like he's like supposed to be switching places with an older, better version of himself, but they're two different people. Yeah. So um, I actually have like the original Shazam run in, in hardcover, and that's what is in oh, those wow. ones. Anytime he says it, they actually trade places. Okay. Um, so they're, they're two separate people. So that's more so kind of what you're saying. And that is something that they used to stick closer to um pre new 52 shazam was that he would change places and then he would still mature in his actions and everything but that's also because billy is like a good person and has like a very strong moral compass um the wisdom of solomon and everything like that just kind of amplifies it and makes it even better um so that's that's closer to his i like that too yeah i like that version of shazam yeah, right, so and that's kind of one of the reasons for the whole, you know, going back to the whole Jeff Johns thing that I didn't really like about it, and because um, that's the one thing that shouldn't change about the character is he should be very morally driven. I think a good adaptation of him is like in the Kingdom Come storyline by Mark Wade and Alex Ross. That's on my list. Um, I, I really want to get to that book, and I, I know it's it, a graphic novel. It's on my list. It's a <laughs> It's amazing. And I think, so Alex Ross is actually a big Shazam fan as well. Um, and so because of that, I feel like it, it, you can definitely feel that more in that story, I think. Um, he does a very good where, you know, Shazam is the hero of heroes in a sense because he will never make the wrong choice because he has the wisdom of Solomon and because 
he is both mortal and God, right? He's, he has a foot in both. He is as human as Batman, but is as powerful as Superman. So because of that, he is like, can be like a guiding light for all of them. And I think they really embody that really well in kingdom come. Let's get that Shazam in the movie. Yep. (laughs) Right. I I feel like they could, but they should definitely. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely should. All right, man. I think, I mean, we usually like to try to keep these around like, an hour and I feel like we've already gone yeah. over that which is fine no, you know, no big deal no big deal or anything like that that's not me trying to I could go I can go on and on I have yeah. so many more questions I want to yeah. ask you but uh, <laughs> ask you a thousand questions and be on here for six hours but I gotta yeah. I, I, I'm gonna be wondering if I don't ask this is a silly quick one did you like Doom Patrol yeah I, I'm enjoying it so far did um, you finish the first season think- and the second or or no uh, I think I'm on like the second to last episode of the first season. Okay. Um, but I'm liking it so far. I think it's, they kind of just lean into the overall fourth wall breaking kind of, it's very Grant Morrison-y. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 I like how it is. It's definitely, um, it's got just the right mix of everything. The darkness. I agree. With like I agree. The wackiness yeah. of it and everything. I mean, they're one of their main villains is vegetable, mineral, animal man. You know what I mean? So like yeah. kind of got to go for it. And they did, <laughs> which I enjoyed. So. All right, cool. I was gonna be wondering. I wanted to ask it earlier, though. We got we got off and uh, yeah, but I got yeah, yeah. But we don't want to hold you up for too long, so we're gonna transition into our next section, our, the yeah, our close call section, right? Right. We're finally here. Uh, we got a few questions. We were planning on doing a whole episode of this, but with you here, your knowledge, your expertise, man, I feel like you can bring some really valuable opinions to this. So we have kind of like a comic book, would you rather kind of thing going on. Uh-huh. Have a, you know, a would you rather question, right? Would you rather have this or this? And uh, yeah. see how we all feel about it. And we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll talk through that. So the, the first one up top, uh, this might be a bit of a shorter one because we've talked about this a little bit already, Sean, but I'd love to know your opinion. Uh, would you rather be trained by Batman for five mm-hmm. years or get the perfect super soldier serum like right off bat? That's a good one. So there's like pros and cons to both, I feel like. Right, yeah. Because, I mean, look what happened to Jason Todd. When he trained with Batman, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know, we were right? in agreement of like definitely the super soldier serum, right? And then yeah, other people. When we first talked about it, it was a year or two, and then I was like, it just sounds like I'd be getting beat up by Batman for a whole year. <laughs> yeah. Like I still wouldn't be like I'd be kind of skilled at the end, but not quite skilled yeah. enough. Like. <laughs> But five years makes a huge yeah. difference. Day in and day out, right? Five years is a good amount of time, good amount of time. to really get into it with Batman. But then, like, you could just jump. You can kind of skip ahead. I think. But with Batman, because, you got to remember you also hmm. get to learn the detective aspect too, that, and see, all that's the science the from as well. Right, that's the thing that really makes it which one? Because with the Super Soldier, right, you get regenerative abilities to an extent, or you know faster healing all the meta human abilities but like this doesn't get exactly yeah yeah all intense i mean you know uh, there are the arguments that captain america is kind of super smart right because of how he can throw a shield he can calculate it as it moves right yeah okay if i bounce off here here and here it'll come back to me and can calculate that in his mind perfectly as he does it 
Um, so yeah. Thought, but is that him or is that the is that the serum? Well, that's what I'm saying. The serum he, gave him yeah. intelligence, right? That level of intelligence that he can do. That. Ability to think faster. Yeah. Right, but it's right. not. We've never seen Captain America display the level of genius of like Iron Man or Reed Richards yeah, or anybody right. like that, right? It's just for all we know, he just all of a sudden knows he knows how to throw a shield in a way that would come back to him every time. So, yeah. yeah, with the super soldier, Sam, you are all of a sudden, you know, stronger than the strongest human being, faster than the strongest human being. Like you said, you have some regenerative abilities. You can't. Yeah. You're just wrong. jumping out of airplanes and but yeah, I mean, Batman would bring a lot to the table, right? You get the yeah. ability, you get the detective, the detective abilities, the technology. The the technology, the strategic, you know, the, the strategist of yeah. Batman, you kind of get all of that. So it does make it a bit harder. Um, it does. Let me think, which one would I go with? I think see, I, I think but, I'm still going with the serum just because it kind of puts me where I want to be right away. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. That, that quick like, that instant gratification. Yeah, and it's almost like from there, I just kind of work backwards a bit right i still have to learn how to fight right captain America yeah. didn't all of a sudden know how to fight because he got the serum he just was now the still had to learn dude, you know in the ring you know what i mean like so yeah yeah like i i don't know how to you know do martial arts all of a sudden but I, i'm capable of taking on the strongest martial artist because i have the super soldier because you have the strength yeah i think you know I think I would go with I would go with Batman on that one. And that's just because you would be able to take someone with the super serum just because, you know, Batman fights Superman and is able to kind of throw him around a little bit and you know, he fights other super soldiers. And I it's really, you know, the detective thing, especially I think I kinda I like that part of Batman a lot and learning his detective abilities and how to walk into a crime scene and be able to put everything together right away. I think that's the main thing that draws me to, to Batman, to be able to just analyze everything the minute you see it and just that whole mentality that he has. I think that's why I would go with Batman. Yeah. Training for five years. Right. It would suck for five years. It would suck it would be a horrible years. five years. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the worst five years of your life. But I can just imagine Dick Grayson standing over you. like, <laughs> yeah. He beat you again, huh? Yeah, he beat you, he beating you up more. Yeah, Plus, you know, Dick Grayson is a is a prodigy of, <laughs> yeah. of Batman. He's one of my overall favorite characters. So, yeah, mine too. I uh, I, sh- I struggle between the two. I really fluctuate. I feel like it's yeah. just so much easier on your body <laughs> to go with the super serum. <laughs> that is like, true. Like for five years to be brutal, and then you can be good for like well, I don't know another ten, fifteen. But then after that, you guys start getting really bad arthritis and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that is the thing though, right? You got to put up with five years for, for a short period of good time versus just a quick shot. I might switch over now. No. <laughs> I didn't think of like what happens after the five years plus 10 or so more. He still ages like a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> what are my favorite, that does make it more difficult. Now I might switch to the serum. <laughs> One of my favorite Batman moments, it actually comes from uh, one of the animated movies. I can't remember it. Just say it, I don't know. Just say it, I don't know. The one where, I think, I think it's Son of Batman. 
uh, Talia shows up and she's like talking to him and uh, she says like, you know, you're the perfect specimen or whatever. And he's like, yeah, tell my doctor that. Yeah. Because he's like, like <laughs> all, the, all the broken bones and fractured. That is true. You know, all those x-rays and stuff. And it's like, yeah, I can imagine his doctor's probably like, dude, what the hell are you doing? Like, why yeah. does his body look like? He's probably paying off people to like put fake x-rays in there and stuff. Just like, right. <laughs> he does that in the, in the Dark Knight Rises, too. Yeah. Let me go to the hospital. Yeah. I thought we were going to talk about, do you remember the Batman Beyond episode where uh, Talia shows up and it's really rage, but you don't know? And uh, you get to see uh, Batman go into the, the pit. So Terry gets to see a young Batman for like a couple minutes and they both fight side by side. Do you remember that episode? Oh, it's a yes, super yes. cool episode. It is. That whole show is amazing. Yeah. Before it's time, for sure. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. That's one of the ones yeah. I'm going to go back and revisit for sure. All right. Yeah. Cool, cool. So the next one we got is, all right. So would you rather have a Green Lantern ring or Thor's hammer. Oof, that's a tough one, right? Because you have the power of like an Asgardian, right? Uh, the most powerful thing like in the DC universe. <laughs> yeah. But it does need to recharge. That's, that's like right. the downside that's, of, that of the downside. ring. I mean, that's the one thing that would keep me from the ring. Is but if you like lose the hammer, right? If you switch back or something, if you you know slam it on the ground and you know you're vulnerable versus with the ring. You're just kind of all the time, but you know, I, I have thought about this one before. And even though you have to recharge it, I would have to go with the great lantern ring just to be able to go. It has so many limitless possibilities. Uh, I would have to go with the ring on that one for sure. I get that. I'm also ring. Ring? I, uh, you know what? Because you, the ring, you're, you're just, you're limited. You're limited by the power aspect, but I'm not, you know, I'm not worried about like obviously like in the comic there was that time all my rings running out but okay you just got to keep your Latin bio yeah. but then yeah. you're just limited by your your will and your imagination and I have a great imagination so I'd be imagining some crazy yeah. things yeah I mean I think so the thing about these two weapons right is they share quite a few similarities that people may not think about right away like both of them are given to like uh, a person who's worthy right like Obviously, we know the, the incantation of the hammer, right? Whoever be worthy. And then the ring also finds, like, you know, a fearless person of within its close proximity after a lantern dies, and, uh, how Jordan gets it. So they both kind of have that level of, like, you have to be worthy to wield this power. And then also, like, with the willpower, like we were talking about, like, if you lose your, the power of will, like, you lose the ability to use that ring. Right. Also, with the hammer, if you you feel unworthy, then you lose the ability to right. the hammer. So both yeah. of them kind of have those aspects to them. You guys are both going ring, though. I like this because I know you want to go hammer. You're I such a Thor hammer, fan. Yeah. Man, I, I want to go hammer, <laughs> but then, like, I get all the powers that come with the hammer. And again, they're similar in that way too because you put on the ring and all of a sudden you're basically like an intergalactic space police, right? Like you can fly through yeah. space and breathe and all this other stuff. 
And water too. Yeah, I, all kinds of things. I, I pick up the hammer and I summon the power, and like I'm an Asgardian now. Like I got the new costume. I got <laughs> you. got the new costume <laughs> with the ring too. I'm ready to go. You know That's I mean? true. <laughs> I can control thunder and lightning and ah. That's tough, man. <laughs> That's why these are good. They gotta be. They gotta make you yeah. think of it. Do you like They're... the imagination thing? I do like the idea of I can create whatever I want, whenever I want it. That's cool. But I think I gotta go with the hammer. Let me, all right. Let me ask you guys this. Let's say John Stewart versus Thor. Who's coming out at that? Thor easily. Oof. Joe, do you agree? I. I, I would have to go with Thor on that one too, just because overall experience of Thor, you know, thousands of years of combat experience, I think gives him the upper hand on that one. That is a good point. He's probably a way yeah. better fighter. I feel like if I had Thor's hammer and you had a lantern ring and I went to hit you and you put up a shield, I can just keep hammering at that shield. It's going to break eventually. That just depends on my will. Nah, nah, nah. It's going to break eventually. I'm gonna Listen, Nick, you. I'm going to have, like, green things coming out of my shield and, like, beating you. <laughs> I think that's a, different, that's a different debate. The fact that Thor is so skilled, yeah, I think is what makes the difference. I, have, I now have the power of Thor. That's what the incantation you don't have. You don't have the knowledge of Thor, though. When Jane Foster became Thor, she became Thor. And she knew how to fight like Thor. Uh, Do you know? <laughs> I, she, you know, was Thor. I don't think she, because Thor was still Thor Odin's son, right? He's the one who was still immortal and everything. Um, so I think his knowledge and stuff stayed with him. It just, she gained all of his abilities, not necessarily his thousands of years of experience fighting and everything, because she hadn't lived that long. If she had gone longer without switching back, yeah, I think she would have eventually gained all that knowledge. But if we're talking like Thor Odin's son, he has the knowledge because he's lived through all of it. You know, right. he was there when the Vikings were around. He was around before that. So I would say that I don't think the knowledge transferred over with him, but everything else transferred over to her. Yeah. Right. Just not his lifetime of experience. <laughs> Under that ring, you're still a human. If I have the power yeah. as guardian, I now have the invulnerability of a god. Do you? Did, does Jane is Jane invulnerable? I haven't read that storyline either. Yeah, yeah, she's she okay. is Thor for all intents and purposes. Listen, Nick, that, I'm gonna have my shield she, up, uh, and I'm not that worried about it. Yeah, <laughs> I am a god now, sir. I'm going with that. It is a close fight. It is a close fight. I don't think it's an easy win I'm for anyone. With the hammer, though. I'm going with the hammer. You right. the ring, Joe. I'm sticking with the ring, yeah. yeah I'm sticking with the ring, too. Yeah, all the crazy <laughs> stuff you could do with it, it would be too much fun to pass up. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. All right, all right. I think the ring went down, but I'm, I'm definitely having it out, baby. Okay. Would you rather have Venom symbiote, 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 right? Symbiote, yeah. Or a blue beetle scattle? Oof. Those are very good choices. Because either way, you have an annoying second voice. Right. <laughs> yep. You got somebody just... Yeah, this, like, other thing. Yeah. Yeah, this other thing being like, no, don't do that. And, like yeah, People kill people. They're just telling you, just mentally them out. Right. Yeah. Telling you all the time what to do. Yep. 
I've, they're both pretty persistent. They both can become just about anything. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a tough one. I think I would have to go with the Blue Beetle Scarab on that one. Just because, like, I feel like the symbiote's inclinations towards, like, eating brains and just all of that <laughs> is just too too much of a likely possibility. Yeah. Whereas, like, with the Blue Beetle Scarab, like, you'd be able to, like, make a little bit more choices versus, like, having the symbiote constantly forcing you to yeah. feel like you have a little bit more control with the Blue Beetle, for, in my experience of reading it. Yeah. Um, Plus, Eddie Brock isn't like, you know, doesn't seem to really enjoy being Venom that much. So. <laughs> that's true, that's true. The Scarab does seem to just, it, it's more defensive than anything else, right? It's, if somebody, yeah. just, but it's, patience is very short. Like, somebody bumps you on the street, it's like murder. Like, oh, yeah, it does not suffer <laughs> fools lately. Yeah, like, calm down, dude. You just brushed past me. Like, we don't need to murder everybody yeah. that bumps into us. Next thing you know, your arm is a cannon, right? Yeah, like, jeez. <laughs> Calm down. But, yeah. You know, so, but then you can look at uh, when Flash had the symbiote. Mm-hmm. It wasn't quite the same, right? It wasn't. He wasn't eating people's brains. When Flash had the Flash. Oh, Thompson. Flash Gordon. Yeah, Flash Thompson. I mean, Flash yeah. Thompson. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. He was the agent Venom and everything. Yeah. Wasn't eating people's brains and stuff. I guess it depends on your they... mental state and like how much you can resist it. Right. I thought they did something to Venom to make it so he was more in control. Probably. Probably or something. Yeah. Uh, agent Venom stuff was a while ago. I don't really remember. Right. My most clear, my most recent thing with Venom was the whole Donnie Cates run. And, uh, Eddie Brock isn't necessarily super stoked about being Venom all the time, so yeah, <laughs> it kind of makes me not want to do it. Yeah, he seems to struggle with that. What are you going with? Yeah. Are you going with the Scarab? Scarab. Scarab. I think I'm going Scarab, too. Yeah. You know, <laughs> isn't there, there's some versions, this is what I was thinking about, I don't know if I'm making this up, but there's some versions of Venom where, like, it can change your clothes, too, like when you're not in Venom form. Yeah. Yeah. That aspect's, like... Quick wardrobe change. That like, that's cool. almost pushing me over. <laughs> like, oh, I need to suit up real quick and it just changes for me. But uh, I think just uh, the aspects of the Scarab and being Blue Beetle, like, I like, like, I'd rather fly around than jump and like attach to buildings. Like, that element to me seems cool. Yeah. Building yeah. to fly is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. In any, in any scenario, right? Being able to fly. Yeah, I I'm mean, sorry because when you look at Spider-Man like webs thinking that I mean it looks like a black. That is pretty cool. That is pretty. But cool. it doesn't. It doesn't quite hit the same with Venom. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I guess the scare is going to take a clean sweep on this one because I think. I'm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I like the technology aspect of it, right? Because it's really just this really advanced, uh, technologically advanced, like. Uh, being, I guess. Um, right. I mean, the idea of it attaching to my spine kind of sucks, but I guess the symbiote... It's not really much better. Yeah, you gotta swallow it or whatever. <laughs> like, like, so, yeah, I guess it's not that much better, but I do like the, the technology aspect of it, right? Like like you said, being able to turn my arm into a cannon all of a sudden and just yeah. being able to fly, having the, the arms. I mean, they are really similar to an extent it's just the venom venom almost seems like a more primitive version 
of the that's a good way of putting it right yeah right because that's a good way of putting it yeah the scarab can fly and make laser beams and cannons and stuff venom can jump far and he's brute strength and he can make an axe and a hammer out of his you know tendrils but that's about it like he's not yeah blasting with anything so yeah so for that aspect yeah i i want to go with the more technologically advanced version so definitely give me the scarab for sure Cool. Arab takes a queen sweep. <laughs> yep. Let's do it. All right, I think this is the last one. Yeah. Okay. So would you rather have a superpower that stems from a disability, right? So like Daredevil's blindness, right? That kind of what mm-hmm. gave him his power, right? Or have a power so strong you can barely use it, like Black Bolt's Oof. Like Black Bolt's voice or Sentry yeah. or something. Exactly right. Oof, it, it, that's a tough it's one. A hindrance, almost a hindrance that you'd be able to use that ability. But you are yeah incredibly. You're so incredibly powerful that it's a yeah. struggle to even use it. Right? Or yeah, versus I'm blind, but now I have superpower. But I can't. I can never see like a, like he can see, but, but never see, really see, right? Yeah. But never actually see things. Oof, yeah. that's a really good one. That's a really good one. Because, like, being like a, say, if it were like a Black Bolt situation, can't speak ever. Right. I can't. You can never say anything destroying a planet or, you know. A city or something. If I whisper, I'm blowing up an entire city. Yeah. Or like a sentry situation where it's like, you know, you're so powerful, the minute you lose control of that power, you're you're just blowing up everything. You're You're void. Yeah. Versus, like, you know, just the day in, day out hindrance of, say, being blind and having to rely on your sonar. Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one. I'm going to have to think about this for a second. Because, you know, one of the things I love about, like, say, like, Daredevil is, like, the contradiction of him being a hero in that way. Right. Right, to where it's, like, you would think this is, like, a hindrance on him, but, like, it really empowers him. I, I've always loved that about Daredevil. Absolutely. Especially using him as an example makes me want to go that way. Right, yeah. um, I guess I would have, I'd have to go with that with the, the disability that gives you a power just because you use Daredevil and I can't say no to Daredevil. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I'm going the same exact way to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah you know what? It's the, it's the too easy to like really like hurt people that like switches me to go the other way. You know what I mean? Like, like, ah, like one day you just couldn't take it and you had to say something and you just blew up a city <laughs> Like, no, I'd rather go the opposite way, and that's not an issue. Imagine the amount of self-control and patience you have to have. Oh, I know. It's insane. It's as simple as, like, stubbing your toe. You're just like, I can't scream. Like, I can't (laughs) oh, shit, or else my stubbed toe will now become half of the moon is gone. You know what I mean? Right. rough. The only person that can kind of understand you is your wife, but she doesn't really... Like, Professor Xavier has communicated from Black Bolt, right? Because he can actually read his mind. Medusa yeah. often translates from Black Bolt because they have such a strong relationship that she's, they, she can just kind of tell what he's thinking. But, like, what if she's wrong, yeah. right? What if, what if that one time you're like, no, that's not, no. <laughs> Lady, no, look at me again. I can't, no. look, look me in the eye. Look me in the eye. eye. No. <laughs> you can't say anything. Or else, boom, now your your wife is just, you know, a vaporized. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yep. garbage. It's like, God. 
That would be tough. But you you have to have an incredible amount of self control and just patience to be like that. But nobody messes with you though. True. That is true. Nobody messes with you. That is true. I feel like taking like the daredevil route is the easy route. I feel like I would rather I go the hard route, man. Yeah, I, I'm going the easy route for sure. I'd be the black yeah. gold, dude. <laughs> like I'd be the guy that nobody's like, we can never mess with that dude. But what's even what's the point other than that? Because you still can't really use your power ever. You're not in a situation where you're like, ah, oh, you know what? That, I mean, you, <laughs> there's no point to it. There's, there's, there's a, he's used his powers before, but he's just very, very controlled. Like, there's been times where he's whispered something and blew somebody away, kind of thing. Like, just like go, and then they, you know. All right. I also, still have a bunch of other abilities. Like I can fly. I can shoot lasers from my little horn thing. Like, I'll be cool. over. Only power is just. I'll be over here as Daredevil. Don't mind me. I mean, being the sentry. Yeah. Was something, right? <laughs> and then it's just like I'm already struggling with my own mental issues, and I got these demons, these literal demons inside of me trying to take over. That'd be rough. But yeah. Oh, that is true. Let me take, I'm gonna take the top Be, right. Sentry would be a difficult one. Oh, it would be super because, difficult, man. Yeah. Super difficult. All right, that's, that was it. That was the last one. Uh, you got anything else, Sean? No. So, any, anything else from you, man? No. Um, thank you all. Had a great time. Oh, yeah. man, I really enjoyed talking you. with you guys. Thank you. We really appreciate you coming on. Um, yeah, we've been doing this for a while now, and you know it's it's really nice to to meet somebody else, another creator who's you know gathered a following and is following his passion, and his passion is the same as ours. Who's all who's willing to you know collaborate with us and work with other creators, yeah. man. That's that's really great. So we really truly appreciate you coming on. No, nope. of course. Thank you for having me. I love being able to to nerd out with other people and. Uh, talk comic books and everything. I don't get uh, too many opportunities to talk about it with uh, with other folks, you know, on a long form basis like this. So I, I always yeah. appreciate it. I love, uh, love being able to just chit chat and get other people's perspective and everything. So yeah, absolutely. I appreciate y'all having me. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. It was awesome. I would love to have you on again if you ever want to. Yeah. You just let us know. We'll have you yeah. back on. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, All right. Cool, man. And yeah. So Sean, you want to do a little our outro thing? Yes. Yeah, so uh, actually, and. Uh, Joel, you want to go first? Let, let people know how they can find your website, your social media, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You can find me basically any social media platform at the GI Joel, um, J O E L. Uh, you can find me anywhere or just search GTX comics anywhere as well. Those are the two best ways to find me on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of it. And, uh, yeah, that's the best way to find me. Awesome, guys. Give give them a follow. Uh, as for us, you can uh, if you ever want to get in contact with us, it's Close Calls Pod. You can do it on Gmail. You can do it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, reach out to us. Let us know. Email in. Let us know what you thought about the episode. Um, you know, give a shout out to Joel for sure, and uh, let us know uh, if you disagree with us on any other. Would you rather? Would you rather be Venom than have the Blue Beetle Scout? Let us know. Anyway, we really appreciate you guys for listening. As always, Joel, we appreciate you for being here. Uh, and we'll Thank talk you. to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.